Welcome back, guys, to another episode of The Real Hat Family. <laughs> uh, I'm lying. It's The Real Soul Family. Welcome back. Uh, we're going to do another little talk about the shoes that we fell in love with. What mm. got us hooked? Uh, I'm Sneakers John, by the way. I am Leon underscore Palmer, one, two, three. I am not Leon Avery, sometimes known as Leon Avery. And I am JP Kicks, or J.PKicks10. Nice. And um, so let's just kick it off. What was the shoe you first so I think fell in a, love with? We had a bit of banter about this before we started filming, but it's got to be the Roche Run for me. I can't believe so that. I, it, this, is, this is one of those shoes that everybody <laughs> loved at the time. And now as no, I no, talk no. about it now, what, <laughs> seven, eight years later, everyone is taking the piss out of it. Now, the Roche Run was fantastic, okay? It was and the it NMD of its day. Without the Roche Run, you would not have the Yeezy 350. It wouldn't have existed because the Yeezy 350 used pretty much the same last as the Rocher Run, and it was created off the back of the popularity of the Rocher Run. One of the best shoes of all time. That, is a, false, that is a false statement. I got given a pair for free, <laughs> and I gave them to my mum. That was back when I was a <laughs> footlocker ambassador. They were sitting in outlets for like five quid. Yeah, that's fine though. It, do, it doesn't mean it's a it's a bad shoe, no. right? So I I sort of we didn't have much money like growing up, right? So. And we had PE. And in, in the UK, you typically, uh, a lot of weight goes into what shoes you wear for PE. Because it's, in your usual like school uniform, you can only wear shoes. Or at least at least, shoes. at least where I was. I know in London, it's, it's a bit different. But um, I could only ever wear, you know, like black shoe shoes, like dress shoes. So the only individuality you got was in PE. So I always had to wear these bloody Lonsdales or Slazenger Velcros because nice. they were like the cheapest things that there were and it did the job. Or I had like this pair of Converse that was like two sizes too small that I got for a fiver in a boot sale. So you didn't wear Sainsbury's plimsolls? No, 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 no. A lot of people did that. But I did. It I was, was I had like saved up money for like about a year and I managed to get like 50 quid's worth and I managed to get these red and silver Roche runs. I'll try and get Zim to put a picture up on like in post, but it was these red and silver Roche runs had to be imported from the US, like off of eBay, and they were fantastic. And I came into school and nobody really knew what the Roche run was yet. So it was still like, it had just came out and everyone was like drooling over them. It was like these bright red shoes. And what year would that have been? Uh, this was around 2012. Right, so it was they sort of launched in a proper way around 2012, 2013, yeah. and then they got as saturated as possible. But I, I absolutely loved that shoe, and I, I wore it until I tore like holes in it. And it's because everyone was giving me these props for having this actual like cool shoe, whereas before it used to be people just ripping the piss out of me for having my Slazenger Velcros that were. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Every time that you open so them. So you're saying that shoe is kind of what made you, you wanted more colorways of that actual model. Well, yeah. And it's kind of, it, it's once I had that taste of like, oh, my peers respect me. It's something I, I care a lot less about now that I'm older. But when I was in secondary school, like that, that was all that really mattered. Okay. Like if you're coming into PE and you have fucking Slazenger Velcros, it, it didn't matter how cool you think you were. Yeah, you were, you that were, was a you level dead. <laughs> what about Dunlop Green Flash? What? You're showing my age. your age, mate. You're showing your age. <laughs> You're not far no, from my age. <laughs> I'm pretending I'm not your age. <laughs> they were a thing, Dunlop Green Flash. Describe them. What do they look like? They were kind of like the plimsolls from Sainsbury's. Yeah. But mm. they were made by Dunlop. 
and they had this green strike across them. And I think for anyone brought up in the 80s, that was kind of a thing. So like the rushy run then, a plimsoll, but with a night tick on it. Literally. It's not a plimsoll. <laughs> it's a wonderful piece Mate, of did you tech. see the bottom of them? The bottom of that shoe is so slippery as well. Well, yeah. rushy run. And it's so mean, slippery. Uh, when, you, when you wore them as much as I did as well, that, outs that outsole traction was just out the window. Right? So not very good for PE then after a while. <sighs> well, we, we had an AstroTurf. So it wasn't too bad, but I'd never had any like studded shoes. So I did pretty shit in rugby. Like, oh, that's your excuse. <laughs> playing, rugby on, playing rugby on AstroTurf. Well, no, 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 no. no. We, we, had, we had another field as well, but like um, I, eventually got, I eventually got cleats for that. But the other shoe that I really wanted was, um, it was like, do you remember like the DC trainers? It was sort of like skateboarding shoes. Yeah, yeah. I still to this day have never skateboarded in, in my life, but I just loved the look of them. I never got them either. So maybe it's kind of like, the reason why I never fell in love with, with Dunks, maybe because it was kind of like, uh, I missed out on that and it's not really... You missed the book. Yeah. That got me into Dunks. The DC? Yeah, the DC's in the Etnies. I was never a skateboarder either. I was a little bit, but... I was, but it was I those was... skate shoes that got me into the Dunks because they were the cheap versions. Yeah, yeah. and I like the DCs because they used to have like cartoon characters sometimes. Like they went a bit, they were quite creative. Whereas, you know, at that time, I would have said the most popular shoes were like Reebok Classics, Stan Smiths, yeah. All Stars, quite plain. And when is that time, John? I'm like uh, early 2000s, late right. 90s, mid 90s. Yeah, late 90s. Like a lot of shoes at that time, the popular ones were quite plain. And so I liked those more expressive shoes, in case you guys hadn't noticed. In case you, if you're listening on audio, I'm wearing a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles hat. Like, I like colourful, cartoony, kind of slightly Larry mm -hmm. shit. So, yeah, me too. You know. Brings a bit of character to the shoe, right? And Something I think that's a little bit what, different. That's what made me fall in love with the Dunk. Because I think the Dunks were the first ever shoes to really collaborate with the skaters that were wearing them. And they had a lot more creative colourways. And I think those, you know, the... the the playbook for what we now have, you know, with all the Air Maxes again being quite colourful and collaborative, the stuff that animal um, uh, clots done with the animals, you've got a lot of interesting things happening now where I think all started with dunks and SB dunks in particular. Yeah. I think my first ever, my first ever pair of dunks was probably just an all white, but the ones, the shoes actually up in the back, the Air Max more up temps, uh, the little white ones were my god sisters. And the black ones were the first ever ones I had. So just for the audio listeners, we've got a, a massive pair of up-tempos. What size are they? They would be a nine, and nine and a half. You've, you've got an absolutely itty-bitty baby pair with you from yeah. the original release. Yeah, I, sometime in the mid-90s. I can't even remember when. It would have been like 96, mm. 97. But, um, and I, I guess the shoe that I fell in love with, um, I wouldn't even have considered myself a, a, like a collector when I was wearing up temps because I, I played basketball mm. and I skated. So those shoes, I wasn't buying them as a collector. I wasn't buying them because they were hot or popular. Most people thought dunks were terrible when I was into them. Mm. Um, but they were the shoes that I absolutely adored. But the ones that I wanted that, you know, I admired and I would have loved to have collected were, you know, TNs and Air Max 95s. I think the Air Max 95 neon OGs, you know, with the gray gradient and the, the seven air bubble units around the, around yeah, the bottom yeah, yeah. of them. I couldn't afford those. So like I got to admire them. That's why when I could afford them, I bought like five pairs. But I couldn't, I couldn't afford them at the time. So I had to admire them on, on other people's feet. And I think 
that was more as a collector as someone mm. who really loves trainers even if i couldn't have them i can still appreciate them mm. i feel like a lot of people can relate to that shoes cost a lot of money now i think people need to you know you can enjoy them on other people's feet mm. it's something that i definitely would say is worth thinking about if you can't afford to buy the latest that's the same with me with the air max ones obviously i do love the shoe but there's a lot of expensive older pairs that i can't afford mm. So I mean, you just appreciate... In the middle of the table, we've got the elephants. Classic. We have got yeah. some crazy pairs on the table. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you are listening on audio, I would recommend you check it out on or YouTube. Or just check cause... us out on Instagram. You can see we'll have pictures of, our, of, well, yeah. of the shoes on there. If I do my job right, I yeah. probably won't. At The Real Soul Family. If you are watching on YouTube, comment down below in the comments section all the shoes you see on display. What's if your you favorite? can name them all, I'll definitely think of a prize. That's a good incentive. Oh, that would be awesome. If name you could name every, every, every single shoe on this table. On this table, John will give you one of his hats. Oh, yeah, I'll do that. That's oh, nice. There we go. One of your hats? Yeah. There we go. Oh, that Leo, is a high prize. Oh, Avery, you're not allowed to enter. So <laughs> <laughs> Half of these are yours. <laughs> Leon P, what was the shoe you first fell in love with? Well, when I was younger, I used to go to America every, every other year with my parents, and my granddad always used to give me $100 to go and spend. Mm. And it was spent in the in the Nike outlets in America. At first, it was like the I used to buy like the returned pairs of Nike ID shocks, like bright silver <laughs> ones with like a complete random person's name on the side. <laughs> <laughs> like just used to buy them because they was because they was forty dollars. Yeah, that's literally what it was like, like. Super rare. They were one of one. Yeah, that's it. And then, and then I went there one year, and then they had the um, the MX BW, the um, Olympic, the Olympic one. I think it was two thousand four with the USA flag. It's black and with an orange swoosh. Yeah. I think they retroed them last year. So then they was there. They was in the outlet for fifty dollars. So then obviously half my money went on them. So then that was the first pair that I fell in love with. And then after that, I started. I went through like the Blazer phase, and I went through like the Converse and the Vans phase, and then I went for Harachis, and then after that is the MX one. And, and would you then, say you've kind of parked with the Air Max One? That's your shoe. That's your go-to. Yeah, for sure. This this pair here is the first the first pair that I bought. I walked into a local JD and it was that. And there was like an orange and brown pair, and a black pair on the shelf. And then that so was just the first describe pair. what what shoe that actually is. It's Air Max One Sand Trap. It's, it's kind of similar to the Royal Colorway, but it's a it's a slightly different I blue. I love the shade of blue on those. It's things. a slightly different blue. This is actually it's lovely. You know. This is actually my second pair. The first pair went to Ibiza, Magaluf, <laughs> Maliar. It's just, they just got trash. I went cliff jumping in them and I popped the bubble. And it, but this is the second pair, so. And it's kind of just gone from there, really. And I guess, where are you at now? Because you said you don't really. You, you wear shoes to fit your foot size, you know, wider feet. Yeah. For me, it all started with the Air Max 180. For those who are listening, I'm holding up a pair of the original colorway. They look like you fed them to your dog. Oh, God knows where <laughs> these came from. I pulled these out of the cupboard, but these, this, I think it was the colorway. I think it was the air bubble, the whole shape of the shoe that kind of drew me. And then it kind of moved on to the Air Max 90s. But going back to um, what um, Leon said is, it was the whole skating era. It was the uh, Etnies, um, you know, and it was the, uh, who else were we talking about? Well, I mean, again, you, you mentioned the DCs. Yeah, the Etnies and the DCs, and I think I liked those because it was a wide-footed shoe, and then that brought me onto the dunks. And it wasn't just the Dunk SBs, it was just normal dunks. You know, I've got a one of my yeah, old pairs sitting GRs, there, classic. pair of GRs. Don't uh, name it, though, because that will give people an edge. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, that's, I mean, that shoe shows as well a lot of the lineage that came into, into the Air Jordan 1 as well. 
you know, a lot of people who don't necessarily follow clicks or collect kits could even tell the difference between a Dunkin' Air Jordan one. It is quite, it is quite subtle. But mm. I never, I never got into Jordans when I was a kid because I just couldn't afford them. Well, that's you know, what we were saying earlier. Dunks wasn't were it? like 30, 40 quid. Yeah. Jordans were always, you know, pushing 90. And that was the pounds. days when we weren't buying our shoes. Our parents were buying our yeah. shoes, and it was like, you know, you had one shoe a year or whatever it was to buy. Yeah, just and... before the end of the summer holidays, yeah. you got to choose your shoe that you were going to rock for the next year. Yeah. Sorry, I can't relate. I had Slazenger Velcros. <laughs> it must have been a hard time I, for I you. I didn't yeah. get a choice, man. It was. Uh, it's kind of one of the big reasons why why I have so many shoes now. It's like I have the opportunity. Another really iconic shoe for me that I've got up on the wall is the Adidas Superstar. Um, like I'm not everyone who knows me. I don't wear that many Adidas shoes, but I feel like that is one of the most iconic shoes in music culture, in movie culture. I've always really loved it, and the shelto doesn't crease. To this day, like they're get, they're going white, they're that old. Yeah. But the the tone, the whole shape of the shoe is still very very maintained. I think one of the things I love about the shoe is it lasts. It's an iconic shoe that actually holds its. Unlike Jamie's 180. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it holds its shape. Jamie's 180 looks like he's sort of walked through the desert with them. It looks this like got a half a lace in it. Well, you, we don't even know if that's the original release because you've cut out the tongue tag for some reason. This shoe looks like this shoe's granddad. I have granddad. no idea where that's been. It's, yeah, I mean, it's I don't even know where I dug it out from. Thailand. <laughs> Could be. The label's not even inside it anymore. We'll have to find the other one after. So we are coming up towards the end here. Um, I think what would probably be good to try and wrap this up was if you've sort of kept that love for the original shoe that you had, um, obviously for me, uh, Roche Run is not the top pair in my in my uh, go-to list anymore, and they don't really make them anymore. I, I mean, they do. You've got the like the Nike Tangent, which is one of the most popular models yeah. from Nike like of all time. But uh, Jamie, what do you, what do you think? You've you've still kept that love from the original pair that you have of those 180s, or I didn't buy any of the newer 180s. I think it was more to do with when they kind of, it was about three, four years ago, they started mm, to bring they, a few of them back sort of back. thing. They brought this colourway back. Yeah, they well. did. Yeah. And I was tempted, but it was at that time when there was so much more coming out. And it was kind of, I could easily So they haven't really held that appeal for you? No, not the 180, but obviously the whole Dunk definitely has, you know, and I'm loving the fact that they're bringing Dunks out again now. Yeah. And I'm excited for the year ahead. I mean, I, I went in on all of the shoes that I couldn't afford as a kid, so I've got those TNs. I bought... Like I said, about five pairs of those Neon mm. OGs. That's the stick, the patch pair mm. uh, that I think got retroed in like 2015. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think the, the, the Dunk for me is always going to be a classic. It's still my favourite shoe of all time. How many pairs of Dunks do you have? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I, I stopped counting years ago and that was at like 250. Okay. How, so, many, how many are you going to buy this year? Zero. Yeah, I'm not yeah, buying yeah, any shoes yeah, this year. Yeah, I really yeah, am yeah. not going to buy any shoes. I'm, I'm going to spend the year bringing back stuff that I'd forgotten about. You know, there's loads of shoes when I was, the ones I'm wearing today, you can see them there. He's got the Kermit's on. From 2004. Um, and I've worn them five times. I think what's in beautiful, 16 years. what's beautiful about the dunks, they don't seem to fall apart. No. As uh, the two Leons here, myself and Leon Palmer over there, we, we are Air Max collectors. And there's a, there's a certain pain to being an Air Max collector. Yeah, they, they only last so long and then you, you need to send them off to Mr. Soulswap Man <laughs> and then get a new, spend £100, get a new soul put on it, spend £100 buying the new soul to be put on it mm. and you could have had two more. 
new pairs of dunks or three new pairs of dunks for yeah, that price. And but... you'd still be wearing them. And I mean, like you've got like people like Thomas Air Max London. As soon as he gets a pair of trainers, he wears them once just to break them out. I've literally been the opposite. Like yeah. I let stuff sit in boxes for so long that now I'm just kicking myself for not wearing it sooner. But like you said, I'm lucky that dunks do last. Mm. Air Maxes fall apart. Yeah. So guys, what was the shoe you first fell in love with? What is the shoe that still kind of holds that longevity and that appeal for you? Please put that in the comment section below. But in the meantime, subscribe, tell your friends. If you haven't uh, checked us out just on audio, we're on Spotify, we're on... Spotify, Apple Music and Google Podcasts. We are indeed. I am Sneakers John. I am Leon underscore Palmer, one, two, three. I was Leon Avery. I am JP Kicks. Don't forget to subscribe, like the like the like button, smash the like button. And also as a final reminder, which John has decided to ante up one of his hats to the first person that can name every single pair that is on display here. Uh, the video is going to be on YouTube, and if you can dis name every pair that's on the table, he's going to give you... I will donate a hat to you. ...one of his famous hats. Yeah. Probably not the, the infamous pink one from the first episode. No, that's, that's not good. That's not no, for grabs. that's staying. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, guys, thanks so much for watching. Check us out on Instagram, The Real Soul Family. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I like the clapping at the end. Yeah, I do. I feel like <laughs> I'm <laughs>